have audacious faith for your business? If you find yourself having to hem and haw to answer that, then you need help. Welcome to Audacious Faith for Your Business with Don Jordan Jones. In today's show, you'll learn how to stand out from the rest of the marketplace, improve your image and that of your business. Now, here's your host, Don Jordan Jones. Well, good afternoon or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. My name is Dawn Jordan-Jones, and I am your host for Audacious Faith for Your Business. This show focuses on offering sound advice from industry experts on how to step out on faith and effectively build your business by creating a brand and a standout identity in a competitive marketplace. My prayer is that by listening each week, you'll understand the necessary steps to create the right awareness needed to increase your business and revenue in the marketplace. You'll learn how to set yourself apart so you can effectively reap the rewards of your hard work. Creating a business and marketing plan as well as executing it on a daily basis is just as essential as having money to finance your business and keep the lights on. This is a new show on the Empowerment Channel and we are proud to be part of the Black Friday series. Audacious Faith for Your Business can be found here on the Voice Empowerment, Voice America Empowerment Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. Well, as you know, each week we start off with a scripture and thought for the week. And while our business is the lifeblood of our career, we know that Jesus is the lifeblood of our lives. And as we, long as we give him honor and glory in all that we do and ask him to direct our paths, we will remain and receive the promises that he has given to us. This week's scripture is from John 15, 10 through 12. And I'll be reading from the message translation. And this was actually my post on Lord 365 for today. If you keep my commands, you'll remain intimately at home in my love. That's what I've done. Kept my father's commands and made myself at home in his love. I told you these things for a purpose, that my joy might be your joy and your joy wholly mature. That is my command. Love one another the way that I have loved you. My biggest concern really isn't if I won't be the best mom to my son or that I need to be that or I'm not being the best business manager for my clients or um, that I might be the best friend that I can be. But what I do, what's more important to me is that I know that everything I do and whatever I do, I want to make sure it pleases God. I don't want to ever have him ever disappointed in me. Um, on the things that I do. So as I go through my day, I try to give him my best because one day I want him to say to me, well done. So as you go throughout this next week, seek to please God in all that you do and rest and the rest will fall into place. You can find more God-inspired messages on Lord365.com. That's Lord, T-H-R-E-E, the number 65.com. Now, you're probably wondering who I am. This is Dawn Jordan-Jones. I'll share a little bit about me. I'm Midwestern, born and raised, mixed with a little bit of Southern hospitality. I've been in the sales and marketing arena for over 30 years and have a little bit over 20 years in radio sales. Uh, I've had the pleasure of working with companies such as Pepsi, Sam's Club, Hardee's, McDonald's, Procter & Gamble, and Walgreens. And I've worked with teams planning events ranging from 100 to 20,000. I'm the owner of 2911 Media, a full-service marketing company, where we serve companies by assisting them in branding themselves through design, advertising, and marketing. 
and also the creator of Lord 365, where we share God-inspired messages 365 days a year. When it comes to marketing, it's my blood and in my blood. And my hope is that I can help mom and pop businesses to nonprofits and ministries to Fortune 100 companies shine their brightest light as possible to get their message out to the public. They say you can build it, but they won't come unless you tell them about it. You can find me online through email at dawn at 29, the word 11media.net and across all social media at 2911media. Enough about me. I am so excited to introduce the person I have as my guest on today's show. I have been a follower of this serial entrepreneur for a little bit on both Instagram and Facebook. And when I tell you he is about the business, he is just that. Recently, we connected to talk about his upcoming upcoming Bay, which stands for Business and Entrepreneurship Retreat in Hilton Head, South Carolina for this coming April. And I just knew he would be a perfect fit for the show. Now, this may not fit into the marketing or branding topics that we normally cover, but if you're about expanding your personal brand and taking control of your destiny, this is the man that will help you get there. Timothy, the Mo- Tim, the motivator Simpson, is a serial entrepreneur who has owned and operated 11 businesses in six different industries over the past 18 years. He's a motivational speaker who educates, inspires, motivates, and transforms the lives of youths and adults. He is also a business coach who inspires you to be the best version of you and works with businesses, youth development, relationship development, and so much more. He has recently evolved into a business startup coach and consultant to help new and aspiring entrepreneurs on their journey. As a business strategist, he also helps existing businesses build six-figure businesses. He has also created a series of youth development programs with emphasis on leadership, financial literacy, personal development, and entrepreneurship to help save the youth from a life of crime, discrimination, rejection, death, and prison. This man has taken the world by storm and is indubitably a master at motivation and serial entrepreneurship for his generation. Please welcome my guest, Timothy Simpson, as we discuss how to fire your boss. Thank you for having me on, Don. Thank you for joining me. So excited. I I want to kind of just get right into it. We've got a lot to cover because the first time you and I had a conversation, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) And it was one of those things like we we just, I mean, you have so much knowledge and so much wealth that I definitely want to be able to share um, that with everybody. Now, um. You know, you shared with me and and others know, people that do know you, you have such an amazing story about how you became your own boss and you started your first business at the age of eight. Yes, ma'am. I wasn't even, no, I wasn't even thinking about what I was thinking about at the age of eight. I really can't. So can you share with us a little bit about your journey and how you got from there to where you are now? Okay, absolutely. And thanks again for having me. You did, look, you did such a good job on the presentation. I'm like, okay, do I have anything left to, to add to it? Oh, You've got plenty to add. So, up. <laughs> so um, as you said, um, I started my very first business at eight. Uh, it was in Fort Sill, Oklahoma. I'm an army brat. So my, my father was, uh, stepfather was in the army. So I traveled the world, uh, lived in Germany eight years, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Georgia. So at eight, 
I'm not sure what my exact mindset was. I just knew I wanted to make money and a business was uh, the vehicle to do so. So I actually employed my uh, nine-year-old sister. I was eight, so she's a year older than me. And then my best friend, Tito. And we basically would help uh, army families clean up their house, like when they're moving out or when they're moving in. And then we did some kind of uh, like certain yard work, you know, uh, clean the big green trash cans and, you know, help mow the lawn. So that, that was my very first start with uh, no mentorship, um, no coaches, no guidance is just with, you know, ambition at the time. And then my second business, I started at 10. I was living in uh, Bootspot, Germany. I actually was there when the Berlin Wall came down. Oh, wow. And then my, yeah, so yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of historic sites. Like uh, I've actually went to Hitler's hideout for a, uh, a school um, a field trip. So just having a cultural, a diverse cultural background allowed me to think differently. Okay. So I, I didn't grow up with a lot of the uh, social prejudice or norms that most people have that don't get to travel. Um, and it, it, it has helped me with business because like right now I do international business. So, uh, so first business at eight, second at 10, third one at 12. At that time, I, we were actually living in Fort Stewart, Georgia. And um, I started a lawn care service. I was always a planner. So I would basically uh, prepare the night before. I would get my gas. I would clean my lawnmower, make sure my blades were clean. And then I would, you know, iron my clothes, set them out. And then first thing that morning, I would be ready to, you know, basically do cold calls throughout the community and, um, well, cold knocking and uh, and just, you know, pick up clients like that. The only thing that slowed me down then were uh, I had a, a, a little brother who was three years younger than me. And he wasn't as motivated, but my mom would make me take him. <laughs> so I ended up kind of, you know, he ended up kind of lagging behind me just all throughout the community because I was motivated and he didn't want to be out there, but, you know, it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I went to uh, Benedict College my uh, first year out of high school, which is HBCU. And then I transferred to the University of South Carolina with hopes of becoming a lawyer and a sports agent. So Growing up, my thing, you know, after I got past the hoop dreams and NFL was, okay, I want to be a lawyer and a sports agent because my biological father, he's a uh, district circuit judge. Okay. Uh, so it's just, you know, something that I wanted to do. However, throughout college, I embraced serial entrepreneurship. So I, you know, started a series of businesses uh, and, you know, just kind of got really intrigued by entrepreneurship and then self-education and that kind of got me you know to the point where you know it was it was normal for me wow (laughs) (laughs) okay so (laughs) you had three businesses basically before you got out of your teens yes (laughs) (laughs) ma'am and and the thing is is that i think what you said something that you said was really key and i and I think this is probably what makes you different and and makes you operate different than most people, um, especially most or operate at that age, is that you said the exposure to diverse, diverse cultural backgrounds has made you think different. So you weren't oh, yeah. pigeonholed into a stereotype. So Dang. you operated differently. And I think that's probably the key that probably set everything in motion for you. Absolutely. Um, that's right. And you're always a planner. That's just, I think that's key for anybody to realize that you've got a plan. 
you know, to, to absolutely. Okay, you have started so many businesses and helped so many people. Um, what keeps you motivated on a daily basis? Okay, before I dive into that, let me. I'm going to just add this for the parents that are listening. All right, I had a military uh, father, and then my mom. She later became an entrepreneur, like she owned a uh, in-home daycare. Mm-hmm. But um, I have a really big emphasis or put a big emphasis on chores, like chores develop my character and help me, um, you know, become a planner uh, and help build my work ethic that basically propelled my businesses. So I do believe in chores, like it shaped the framework for everything that I do now. So my parents did a really good job at, you know, basically the discipline part and the chore part. And it, it, it helped me a lot. Well, that's good. Um, that's good. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that the chores we had to do, and that that was not that, that was not something I enjoyed doing. But um, I, I later turned my chores into cash. So, like, just say, you know. all right, getting into the next uh, question that you asked. Mm-hmm. Sorry, most of the chores that I did as a child, I they later became businesses. So, just say I had to uh, clean up as a kid. You know, clean the kitchen. I had to do laundry. Uh, I actually had my first layaway at 10. So in this spawn from uh, work ethic, discipline and things that I learned within the household. So I've, as an adult, I've owned four cleaning companies. All right. I did chores as a kid in cleaning. I also purchased a lawn care service at age 23 when I was in college. And guess what? My third business was a lawn care service as a kid. So basically like the service industry, I've, started multiple businesses in that industry. So, all right, four cleaning companies, uh, two restaurants, two tire shops, had an event planning company, uh, digital marketing company, a loan processing company. So most of the businesses that I started were in the service industry. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a direct res, uh, reflection of what I learned as a child through chores, discipline, and, you know, the things that my parents taught me. Okay. Well, I'm still trying. I'm still writing. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's just, there's just so much to unpack to, and, and you don't mind me ex- sharing with our audience how old you are. No, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm 38, 1980. <laughs> so, so for those of us, <laughs> for those of us who are beyond those in years, we're like, okay, we got some catching up to do. You, you've just done so much in such a short amount of time. And you've been made it very impactful. What what makes I mean what I mean? It sounds like you were, you know, you were very motivated as a child. And you had that right, you know, the right parents around you and the right atmosphere to be able to do that. But now that you're kind of out and you've started, what continues to keep you motivated on a daily basis? Okay, good question. I am a huge consumer of motivational products so when you look at motivational speakers like all right just say i tell people google and youtube are like the best tools that anyone can have for personal development so i i've been listening to les brown jim ron uh brian tracy uh, earl nightingale since age 19. so i, I engage in self-education and personal development so i listen to countless hours of motivational speakers um, you know Eric, like I said, every, every one from Eric Thomas to Les Brown to Zig Ziglar. So I just stay plugged in. So if I'm not reading their books, I'm listening to their audios. If I'm not listening to their audios, I'm reading their quotes. 
So I just consume myself with positive reinforcement. Wow. Yeah. And those are some of my favorites too. Uh, it, it's, it's now with it being in a digital age, it's so much easier to even access that with YouTube and with Google. Cause or I know I've been to um, one of my personal favorites that I actually saw speak was Brian Tracy. And um, that was like, I was kind of in the middle of my radio sales um, career. And I mean, he just completely blew the lid off everything I had thought that I knew about sales and completely directed me. It was amazing. But I remember getting a um, few of my uh, team members, we all pulled together and got his cassette series. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all he, kind of he's a phenomenal stuff. salesperson. Like right. he's phenomenal. Yeah. Now, what's on your bed stand right now? You say you read a lot. Okay. I believe in um, to say once you read something that's good and touching uh, and you can get enough uh, food for thought from it, I'll actually re- recycle it. So just say I still have Think and Grow Rich that I read very frequently. Great book. Uh, Great. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, Who Moves My Cheese, um, Think and Grow Rich, The Black Choice by um, uh, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. So I have like my favorite selections. And I, matter of fact, I also have uh, Visionaries and Entrepreneurs. That's probably like a, a Bible for entrepreneurs like it features everyone from Mary Kay uh, You know the founder of Mary Kay her story to Walt Disney to Madam CJ Walker and it basically It doesn't just tell their success story. It tells all right who they were before they became successful their testimony their process And then you know their triumph. So that's a really good read. So I I just kind of go through books like that highlight it uh, take the key points out Aside from having the physical books, like I said, I, I, I do believe in audiobooks. Like you said, we're, we're in a digital era, so it makes it easier. Like Zig Ziglar said, you just turn your vehicle into a, um, a mobile university. So you, instead of listening to the radio, you can put an you know, audio book in, or now you can just kind of plug your, you know, your aux cord in and just stream it from YouTube um, of your favorite motivational speakers and uh, influencers. Now, when did you start listening and reading and kind of taking all that in? At what age did you start that? I would say 19 because I wasn't really big on reading growing up. And I figured it out as an adult. It was because I wasn't presented with the material that interests me. So outside of, you know, game books, Sports Illustrated, uh, you know, uh, basketball cards, I wasn't intrigued by you know what they were teaching in school. Well, other than geography, like I've always been into uh, the study of the universe, planets, nature, stuff like that. But outside of that, um, it wasn't until I got in college and really kind of got into, uh, matter of fact, the first magazine I read on business was uh, Small Business Opportunities. Okay. And it was like, it just posted, you know, different business opportunities, success stories. And that's what led me to buy my first franchise at age uh, 22, I was uh, Jenny King International, the commercial cleaning company, which mm-hmm. is number one. Uh, I was their youngest franchisee in the world because I bought it at the least legal age that you could be, which was 22. Wow. Yes, ma'am. Wow. That's just, that's, that's very motivating for those of us to kind of get out there and get it done. Now, I know you shared with me and when we've talked, you've shared that you did actually work for somebody at one point. Um, yes. 
So what motivated you to say, okay, you know what, I'm done with this. I am ti- it's time to do <laughs> it's time to be, even though you had all these other, you know, opportunities, entrepreneurial opportunities along the way. What was like that final straw that made you say, okay, that's it. I'm done. I'm never working for another person again. Gotcha. Okay. Now I've worked a series of jobs and started businesses. So I've worked for Walmart distribution center, Walmart, the store, Dollar General in college. I've worked for uh, Michelin plant, Fujifilm. So I've always been a hard worker. Like I actually got my first job at 14 and I couldn't wait to work. You know, I filled out the application, took the call. I couldn't wait to work because once I understood that money was empowerment, I just wanted to be more empowered. So I've had, you know, some really good jobs, uh, if you can say good jobs. And I've always was a hard worker. I always believed in being on time, being productive. So unlike most employees, I never looked at the time clock and be like, oh, man, I got five more hours to work. I looked at it the reverse. I said, I got five more hours to be productive and basically meet my numbers. So I made the time work for me, uh, even when I had jobs. Uh, and then once I would you know, finish my task for the job and did everything that I could do for us clean up my area, I would always write business plans. So I would, you know, be just with anything that I could write on. I would write a business plan, front and back notes. So what kind of led me to, um, all right, just say I, I fired my first boss at 22 because I was in college. Um, and I was working loss prevention at a Parisian's department store in which, you know, we were responsible for getting the shrinkage down to the lowest in the, the company ever. Um, and just reading, you know, small business uh, opportunities, listening to Les Brown at the time kind of led me to uh, want to do more for myself as far as entrepreneurship and just, you know, uh, self-employment. So it wasn't really a thing of, all right, the job sucked and it was, you know, hard work. Like, you know, like I tell people, hard work is not hard to a hard worker. So I just wanted to basically get a better return on my investment for my time and energy. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So if there's somebody that, and you've shared with me and, and for those of you who want to um, go to your website, which is timthemotivator.com, uh, what would somebody do? I know you've got a fire your business, fire your boss academy. Yes, so what are the first steps? Kind of quickly, what are the first steps you would take to be able to do that? If somebody says, you know, I think I'm getting close to where I don't, I want to work for me. What are the some of the first steps someone would take? Okay, um, first I would look at because you got two different types of businesses. You got profit base where is no passion so just say most of my businesses uh, up until now were profit based meaning i didn't have any passion connected to it and then you got passion based businesses where you would do it not just for the money but because you want to make a, a impact in the community or the world or your family so i would just kind of identify what is it you want to do and what for what reason like uh, eric thomas said like what's your why so if it's just money, then you would just identify, all right, at what point could I uh, start this business and surpass the income that I'm getting paid? Now, if it's a passion business, then it'll probably take a little more um, planning and developing. You know, if it's profit, you can actually buy an existing business and be making more 
than your current job. So just say, for instance, I bought a lawn care service uh, when I was 23. It was already doing $25,000 a year. Uh, I bought it for the guy wanted 15000 We gave him 7500 and then we worked for free for like three months, which is called sweat equity. And then that's what paid him the 15 grand. Um, I, I bought a six figure tire shop in 2014. It was already doing 120,000. You know, I didn't pay nearly as much to buy it. And I uh, just kept the ball rolling. Uh, in 2008, I bought an existing restaurant cleaning business in Savannah, Georgia. It was already doing six figures. So if you're, just looking to make more money, you can buy an existing business. So you don't even have to go the long route, like the business plan, you know, the whole process. You can just, hey, identify something you want to do, purchase it, whether it's a franchise or an existing business, and then run with it. Uh, if it's going to be a business that you see yourself doing long term, like a nonprofit, an organic business, then, of course, you want to start with your business plan. You know, I start everybody with their business plan. I wrote my initial business plan in 2002 for my LLC, and 17 years later, I'm still making money from that same plan. It was the same plan that spawned all 12 of my businesses. So I would start there with your business plan. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That, that's okay. The um, kind of key things I want to re, um, point back out before we um, go to break um, is the difference between your business would be you've got to decide if you want it to be a profit-based, which is non-passion or a passion-based business. And I think there you that's go. Key. Um, I, I really think that's key. And then you have to know what's your why. Why do you want to be able to, you know, stop working for somebody else and working for yourselves? Because I think yep. when, when you really get that understanding, then that is what will motivate you to that next step. Absolutely. Or, how do you find these existing businesses that might want to sell? Okay. Now, I, one of my uh, unknown weird hobbies or passions is I love classifieds. I okay. love classifieds. So, like I said, my first purchase, like when I acquired a business was uh, in 2003, I was looking in the Carolina Trader, which is a local newspaper, and it would, you know, feature equipment, businesses for sale, you know, stereo, just anything you want to see. And I saw a lawn care business for sale. So I, you can seek opportunities. Like, like the Bible says, seek and ye shall find. So you often don't find what you're not looking for. So I've always been optimistic and I looked for opportunities versus looking for jobs. So it's a difference. You're okay. going to see, if you're looking for jobs, guess what? You're going to find jobs. If you're looking yeah. for opportunities, you're going to find opportunities. So between um, traders and Craigslist, like, I just say off Craigslist, I bought uh, two vans. I bought my condo off Craigslist. I bought a tire shop, the six-figure tire shop off Craigslist. I've actually found over $300,000 worth of janitorial contracts right on Craigslist. Like at this time, I'm actually trying to get an ambassador contract for Craigslist to kind of help their PR campaign because I've had really good experiences on there since 05. Wow. That's yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a very, very quick break. Um, this is Dawn Jordan Jones with Audacious Faith for Your Business, and we're here with Timothy, the Tim, the motivator Simpson of Simpson Consulting, and talking about how to fire your boss. We'll be right back.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 2911 Media helps you with all of your marketing needs, including business consulting, web and graphic design, advertising placement, and social media management. Because you need time to run your business, 2911 Media can run your marketing with more than 20 years of marketing experience. We work with mom and pop and Fortune 100 companies. Visit 2911media.net. That's 29-E-L-E-V-E-N-Media.net. Put our award-winning marketing and promotions to work for you. 2911 Media. Establish. Enhance. Elevate. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. A critical expansion of consciousness is happening all around us. There are both cutting-edge technologies as well as ancient modalities that can come together to heal through frequency and resonance. On Journeys into the Heart of Vibration, host Mur DeMarmian and her guest experts explore these breakthroughs of vibrational healing and forms of sound. Listen in and learn every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Black Friday every Friday here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Grow, evolve, change. are listening to audacious faith for your business to reach the program today call 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you can also send an email to dawn at 2911media.net back to audacious faith for your business Good evening, and we're back. This is Dawn Jordan-Jones with um, hosting of Your Audacious Faith for Your Business, and I am here, have the pleasure of my guest being Timothy Tim, the Motivator Simpson with Simpson Consulting Agency, and we're talking about how to fire your boss. And so right before the break, we were talking about um, what motivated Tim to um, just, what motivates somebody to fire their boss, but and, and want to be able to step out into entrepreneurship. But Tim has shared with me that he has had multiple businesses um, across his uh, 38 years of being on the earth. But okay. what, now you had shared with me that you had actually fired yourself as boss. Yes. <laughs> Who does that? Why? <laughs> me explain. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry. In 2008. All right. I had, all right. The, the last job that I had, all right, 2008, um, I was working, I was an area manager for like a really big cleaning company. All right. They handle restaurant cleaning, uh, for Outbacks, Bonefish Grill, Longhorns, Macaroni Grills, pretty much all of the major chain restaurants. 
So they gave me a company car. I had a salary, American Express card, cell phone. I traveled frequently to like really nice places like Panama City, Myrtle Beach, Hilton Head, just all over the world. Like I lived on the road and it, and it was fun. However, I was always, entrepreneurship has always been in my DNA. So mm-hmm. what happened was the, t- the, uh, the short period of time I worked for them, I basically was recovering from previous uh, business. Well, I'm not going to say business going bad. It was a successful business. We'll just say a bad business breakup because that happens in business when ego and pride comes into play and you got you know different visions. So I basically had given away um, uh, my second, my well, my first janitorial franchise. I basically parted ways with my partner. And at the time we had a janitorial company, we had a restaurant, we had a lawn care service. So we basically split the company up and I just pretty much gave them my ass. Um, then I bought another one at uh, age 25. And I also opened a restaurant at 25. I had a, a wing restaurant in Greenwood, South Carolina, which was my second restaurant. I had my first one at 22. So I, I was on the road basically for this company being an area manager and I was still trying to manage my cleaning company and my restaurant. So I was basically like an employee and a a business owner, which, you know, a lot of people juggle both. Mm -hmm. Now what happens is whichever one you give energy to, that's the one grows. So I was on the road building the other, building my jobs company and then my cleaning company took a hit. You know, I started losing contracts and I had some pretty big contracts like banks and uh, government contracts. And um, my restaurant, <clears throat> I was allowing uh, a family member to run it, which that's how I learned about family and business. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, kind of took took a dive because, you know, she was neglecting the, the work. And um, so I. While I was working for this company, I basically was saving saving more money, saving more money. And then it, the opportunity came available for me to purchase an existing restaurant cleaning company. So it was a lateral move being that I was an area manager for a restaurant cleaning company. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and actually one of the, the uh, young ladies that I helped into business through the area manager position, she was the one who ended up selling me her business because she found a bigger business, which was post-construction cleanup. So she sold me her six-figure company to make even more money in post-construction cleanup. So uh, what happened was I was faced with the decision. And now this is the fire your boss man decision. The decision was, all right, keep this job with all the security, all the benefits, or go back full-time self-employed. All right. For me, it was an easy decision. I always had enormous faith in uh, God and, and myself. So I was like, okay, well, it's a no-brainer. I got the money. I bought the company. And then I put in my notice. You know, I always do things the right way. I put in my notice. And then when my notice was up, it was me and the full-time new business. All right. I thought it was going to be automated, meaning all right, it already had employees, equipment, and it was already running. So I'm in Columbia just kind of chilling out. And I get a call from one of the GMs from the restaurant, Longhorn. And he was like, hey, look, your guys are not showing up. So either you fix the problem or you're going to lose the contracts. Okay. At the time, you know, I had just left my full time job. So no more security net. So I basically had to make a conscious decision. All right. It's either sink or swim. So what I did was I had a brand new Dodge Charger. This is when they first came out. I basically packed what I could fit in my car 
and I'd use all my money to buy the business. So I end up living at the South Carolina, Georgia truck stop for 60 days in my car because I had to, you know, I had to use all my money to buy the business. So I didn't have, I just had money for, you know, operational costs and just, you know, basically survival. So I'm living in this brand new car at the truck stop, 60 days. And the 60 days came from when you, certain contracts are net 30, some are net 60 when you're dealing with certain clients. So it took them 60 days you know, to end process me plus send a check. So for 60 days, I'm cleaning three restaurants. I had two Longhorns and a macaroni grill. And I'm cleaning three restaurants, working like 15 hours a day. I'm falling asleep in the parking lots of, you know, the mall of Walmart. I'm, you know, living off the dollar menu, just basically going through it, like for 60 days until I got my first check. Yeah. Yes, man. And what's the state during that time frame? Uh, I, you know, I was, I was actually, I was doing a lot of praying. And at the time, I actually was listening to uh, Creflo Dollar, uh, preacher in Atlanta. And uh, it was one sermon that really stood out where he talked about, you know, John and uh, whichever one that was on in the boat. And Jesus said, hey, uh, walk to me if you got faith. And, you know, he was kind of hesitant because he he was on the water. So I can remember that kind of helped me get through uh, because I acted on my faith. And then also he had the sermon. He said, well, how God works is he all right. It's like a the relationship between a pitcher and a bat catcher. He mm-hmm. said the pitcher throws based on the signal the bat catcher gives. So it's like you can't ask for something you're not ready for. And everything I was getting, this is what I asked for. And this just was part of the process. So it was a lot of things that helped me. Um, you know, that plus you know motivation, listening to you know Les Brown, of course. Uh, and I just you know stayed focused. I didn't tell. It was probably maybe three people that knew about it because I didn't want people to feel sorry for me because it was it was the decision that I made. You know, I chose that life. Uh, and then it worked out. You know, after the sixty days, of course, I got my first check, and you know things kind of you know went went good from there. However, okay, so far as firing myself, all right. So I did it for like a year, stayed down there, ran a business, and then I just didn't like it down there. Um, because I didn't really plan on being down there. I had at the time I had my first son, so it was like, all right, I really want to be in Colombia, but I'm down here running a business that I thought was going to be automated. So mm-hmm. what I ended up doing, what happened was, I actually lost one of the contracts. A guy named Tim underbidded me, and um, he won the contract. So I look at looked at it as a sign, like, okay, well, I really don't want to be down here anyway. So me firing myself was I actually gave him the uh, I called him up, gave him the other two contracts. Plus, I had just got 13 SunTrust banks. I had got like twenty dollar general. So I gave him about thirteen thousand dollars worth of co- a month worth of contracts free and clear. No finder's fee, no royalties. The same guy that underbidded me on the first contract. I called him. Hey, look, you can have it all. I packed what I could fit in my in my uh, charger. And I actually, it was a Tuesday. I actually came straight back to Columbia and went to Bible study the same night. I went to uh, Bible Way. And, wow. you know, uh, that, was, that was the first time I fired myself. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, there's just so much in there. <laughs> I'm trying to kind of recap because I'm sitting here just, I mean, I got pages of notes already. 
<laughs> One thing I, I thought was really interesting is that you shared that, you know, when, when you had the first business breakup, you know, not all good things are good. Um, that it's, you know, ego and pride gets in the way and people have to realize that this, this life of entrepreneurship, it's not always all good. It's not all a bed of roses. There are bumps and hiccups and things that happen that kind of deter you, uh, but you have to still keep focused on what the goal is. And so I think, and I'm, I'm thank you for sharing that. Um, and the other part I like is whatever you give energy to grows. That that was that's pretty profound. That probably should be our quote for the night because I think that's <laughs> I think that's in anything that we do yes. with business, whether it's our health, whether it's our you know family, or if it's a relationship. If you give energy to that thing as positive energy, it's going to grow. Absolutely, so really, really. So, um, want to talk a little bit about you know we've been talking about Fire Boss. You have a Fire Boss Academy. Tell share with the audience a little bit about what that's about and, and what okay. somebody decides, okay, I'm ready to get more full fledged into entrepreneur, full-time entrepreneurship. What, what does that look like to them? Okay. Now <clears throat> with that Academy, uh, fire your bossman Academy, my two premier plans is either you want to do it in six months or you want to do it in one year. And then based on whichever structure you pick, then we basically plan backwards. We look at uh, how much you need to make, which, you know, most people want to at least make what they're leaving or more. So we try to, you know, basically get that number doubled. So just say if you're making $4,000 a month, all right, we want to try to get you closer to 8000 That way you got more of a cushion. Uh, and then, you know, of course, because, you know, business is going to create expenses, deductions, overhead, whatnot. So, I just kind of look at the person's uh, financial goals, um, life goals, and then I match up strategies because I've been you know, very strategic at being able to get people into full-time uh, self-employment. Now, it's a difference between self-employment and business ownership. I learned that by reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So Robert Kiyosaki, <clears throat> he has a cash flow quadrant, and I basically teach that in the, in the Fire Your Bossman Academy. But all right, I'll just kind of give you a brief synopsis of it. So all right, in this cash flow quadrant, employees are at the bottom, all right, bottom on the left. So you go from employee going up, you go from employee to self-employed. So all right, to understand self-employed, you just flip the word. That just means employee self. So at the minimum, you want to at least, you know, get to the self-employed box, meaning right. you basically create your own uh, income and opportunities. All right. Then business owner is somebody who has a system, meaning they can make money off of other people running the business. Now, when I learned the difference between self-employed and business owner, and this was years after I had already been engaging in business, my income went from nine thousand a month to over thirty thousand a month because I stopped doing all the work. So I went from doing eighty five percent of the work to doing fifteen percent of the work and making even more money because what I was doing uh, with the 85% of my time, only doing 15% of the physical work was I was working more on sales, marketing, networking, uh, connecting the dots. So just say if you're working, right. yeah, if you're working most of your business, then you're kind of, your energy is going to be drained in that, in that activity. 
versus overlooking the business, then you can see where you need to make adjustments and, you know, you can focus on sales and marketing, which is going to build your company. Okay, great. Wow. So those are type of things that are coming into that people can expect to, if they come to Fire Your Boss Man Academy. Okay, great. Now, as I mentioned earlier, you have a business retreat coming up in April. Tell us a little bit more about that. Okay, it's, it's going to be electric. Uh, it's going to be entrepreneurs, excuse me, and business owners coming from all over the world, California, Arizona, Texas, New York, New Jersey. It's basically going to be like a, a mastermind group uh, experience where you can learn from your peers in the entrepreneurship realm, meaning if your thing is branding and marketing, okay, we have a cryptocurrency millionaire that's going to teach you about cryptocurrency. We have an expert in Facebook advertising, expert in IG advertising. So every facet and component of business, you're not expected to know, but through this uh, retreat, you'll get the opportunity to learn more about it, which would increase your business naturally because you only know what you know. And that's why people pay to go to seminars, conferences, workshops, audio books, video courses, and so on and so forth. So it's for a very minimal price, you'll get thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of uh, value. Right. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot. I mean, it's three days. And a lot of activities, lot entertainment. Yeah. And then Hilton Head, I, I tell people, it's like my favorite place to go. I've been going down there since uh, 2005. It's like Cancun in South Carolina. Like, it's it's beautiful. Okay. okay. So, and, and what are the dates? Uh, April 5th, 6th, and 7th. And uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina, which is about 30 minutes uh, from Savannah, Georgia. It's about 20 minutes from where the U.S. Marines tra train at Paris Island and um so you, and then you have like the, the Geechee community, like you got Buford, uh, Ridgeway, uh, Bluffton. So it's kind of surrounded by a lot of uh, natural historic sites. And then Charleston is probably like an hour from it. So it's, it's pretty close to a lot of major things. Okay. And in April, the weather will be absolutely. Oh, yes. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> if somebody wanted to attend the, the retreat, how would they get get that information? Where can they go to find okay. All right, the website is um, blackbusinessretreats with an S.com. Uh, so blackbusinessretreats.com, and there's a lot of information on there. Uh, or they can go to my Facebook, uh, Timothy Simpson, and then actually the flyer is my uh, profile picture. Or they can call me directly at 803-261-5948. So 803-261-5948. 5948 and just inquire about the business retreat in April. Okay. Now how people, this is the same way people can get in touch with you. Um, Absolutely. You address it as well. Yes, ma'am. So it's, um, your handles. yeah. Okay. So my email is, uh, Tim, the motivator at gmail.com. So just Tim, the motivator at gmail.com website, Tim, the motivator.com. And, um, my phone number, I usually give my number publicly because it's like, as a, business owner, especially a business coach, you want to be accessible. So it's like, I'm not hiding from my clients. Like I'm not <laughs> private. All my pages are public. Uh, you know, all my information is public. So I want to be accessible. <laughs> well, that's great. And how can they find you? And, and they would be on Instagram as well. 
Yeah, Tim the Motivator. Uh, I got two pages on IG. So the first one is just uh, Tim the Motivator. And then the second one is Tim the Motivator with the number nine. And okay. um, and then LinkedIn is just Timothy Simpson. Okay, great. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I just, this has been a wealth of information for a lot of people, I'm sure. Um, and uh, I know it's been a wealth of information for me, and I knew a lot of this already, but it's just every time I speak with you, you, you just share a little bit more about your, <laughs> your walk and, and how you've gotten from point A to where you are now. And it's just, it's, it's, it's very um, enlightening, but um, also very motivating to um, and encouraging for those, for myself as an entrepreneur of trying to get to the next step and to the next level. So um, gracious. Uh, everyone has heard me talk about our new Christ-centered business community for women to help grow your faith and your business while divinely connecting you with women across the globe. We're excited and we are gearing up for our launch on March 5th. It is called Audacious Faith and this business will have coaches and business matter experts that will help you grow your business into what God has ordained it to be. And we'll be launching um, on March 5th, so you don't want to miss it. But if you want to learn more and want to sign up for announcements to know exactly when everything is um, launching and, and when we're gearing up for Audacious Faith, you can go to myaudaciousfaith.com forward slash dawn. That's myaudaciousfaith.com forward slash dawn. I want to thank Timothy Simpson for uh, being such a gracious guest. We've learned so much today. I've got a ton of notes um, <laughs> and I'm going to go back through and um, jot down in some of the books that you shared. I'm definitely going to look into getting that information because I think um, you had said you're like a sponge and I am too. I like to read. I've got tons of books and it's just like, I don't think you can ever learn too much, especially when you're in, in the entrepreneurial space. So do want to very much for being such a gracious guest and um, people can get in touch with you through your website, uh, on Facebook, through LinkedIn, or Instagram. And yes, ma'am. Definitely, um, if you're interested in uh, coming to Hilton Head in April for the retreat, you can go to blackbusinessretreats.com. And that's blackbusinessretreat with an S.com. Thank you for tuning in to Audacious Faith for Your Business. I have true, truly been honored to share the time with you today. Next week, I will welcome Suzanne Hart, inspirational speaker, master trainer, author, creator of Fit, Fab, and Fulfilled program, and she'll be sharing with us how to master your mindset. If you want to connect with me directly, Dawn, you can uh, email me at dawn at 29 11media.net that's dawn at 2911media.net and you can reach me through all social media at 2911media that's 29 number 29 the word 11media until next week keep pressing forward towards your goals and always step out on your audacious faith been listening to Audacious Faith for Your Business with Don Jordan Jones. We hope to have you tune in again for another edition next Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, how will you stand out?